0: Hey, you. Happy Valentine's Day. We're so happy you're joining us for this super sexy episode of Everything Trying to Kill You, the horror comedy podcast that discusses your favorite horror movies. I'm Rachel. I'm Mary Kay. I'm Mary. And what a perfect evening to discuss this film, The Love Witch. And as an added bonus... We included an extra ingredient to the concoction, and it ain't chemical X. Is Adam Peacock from the podcast "My Neighbors Are Dead"? Hi,
1: everybody.
2: Hi, Adam. Thanks
1: for having me. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yay!
2: Tell us everything, Adam. Uh, well, who are you? What are you doing here? How did you get on this Zoom call? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I I don't know who I (laughs) I haven't figured that out yet. But I'm hoping by the end of talking about this movie, I will. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's so good to be here. I'm so excited to talk about this. I rewatched it again this afternoon. Uh, but why am I here? I, I host another podcast, uh, called My Neighbors Are Dead, and I talk to made-up horror characters, tangential horror movie characters. So, uh, I get to interview them, and that's, that's what I do. That's what the show's about.
2: It's the best, it's Oh, the thanks. best premise for a podcast it truly I think is. I've
3: ever heard. Oh, thank I you. listened to the one from, the Midsummer people, where they're like, "No, it's not that weird." I was like, "Y'all make it sound really weird." Like, I didn't really fully grasp it when I started listening, and then I got it. Like,
0: I the one, <laughs> the episode I loved the most was the one when you did um, "Let Me In."
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And then
0: you went, you did the whole spiel <laughs> on the Boston roads because <laughs> you started talking about the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I forget how you how you guys got on the that. Oh right, because you're in Boston. Yes, yes. Like, talking about, there ain't no way that you can even go, like, even five miles. It's the U-turn on the bridge, Rachel, down. that
1: always gets me every time I watch it. Because, I mean, there's just no way. <laughs> yeah, boss yeah. Uh I, I like that. Talking about Boston was always fun. I always like the one, too, Mary Kay, with the apartment. I always like when somebody is doing something just as nefarious in a place, and this thing has covered up their glory. I always like those guys. (laughs) Yeah. Those guys are always fun.
0: And I really thought in that one episode, too, that you, um, that the two of you were saying in the beginning about, uh, excuse me, I forget the name of your guest, but she also has a podcast, um, Crush Fictionally, and how horror movies aren't normally her thing. Oh, yeah. And how you, you talk, the two of you talked about how, It's really nice to get a horror movie like that. That's more than just a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the genre, but it's very thought provoking and it's more has more dimension and it has more like that was more of a drama.
1: It's kind of like this movie. It's kind of like the Love Witch.
0: Mm.
2: I used to say horror wasn't my thing because I wanted it to be deeper, and now I'm like guts. <laughs> when did that change for you, Mary? When did that change for you? Honestly, there is a there is a turning point, and I bet you if you were to listen back through, you can hear it, um because I think the first episode I did as a as a host, not as a guest, was uh raw. Oh. Oh yeah. And That's where the desensitization so, began. I was just so nervous yeah. to watch it, even though mm-hmm. Mary Kay kept saying it's very good. I was just like people didn't people like faint in the theater watching this? <laughs> yeah. So I like watched it in bits and pieces, especially because I'd also just had surgery. So I was on a bunch of drugs and I watched it Perfect. in like half hour spurts. And I was like, this is fine. I'm fine. But that might also be <laughs> because the scene where she's eating the finger looks so much like she's eating a chicken wing, which we've discussed at length on the episode. It truly does. So I was just, yeah, that's not mad. so bad. So yeah, once I was, like, I was like, well, if I can handle this, I'm sure I can handle whatever. There are, That's a great there one. Are plenty jump things there. I don't like. I can sit through them. The eyes of my mother was like not my favorite experience in my life. but I didn't like pass out or anything. You know.
0: So everyone, make sure that you do definitely check out My neighbors are dead. Definitely do. Also, Adam, just so we get to know you a
3: little bit better. Mm-hmm. If you are to order chicken wings, what do you uh, what do you get?
1: It's a trap.
3: <laughs> it is a trap. There is a right answer.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, God. I'm re- I'm really scared now. Uh, so there was a, uh, a bar I used to hang out at back home, and they would fry their chicken wings, and they were just plain chicken wings, and they would give you a side of Frank's Red Hot. So if I can just get, like, okay. some fried plain wings with a thing of with a thing of Frank's Red Hot, I'm good to go. Where's okay.
2: back home just for you? Just don't
3: overthink it. Just deep fry it.
1: Absolutely, we're yeah. We're
3: good. Okay. Adam, I'm sorry, where's I don't
2: back home that. for you?
1: I grew up uh, just outside of Detroit in a little city called Allen Park. This bar was in Royal Oak, so a little ways from home, but we used to hang out there. Great wings. Paige, if you're still working there, thank you for the wings. (laughs) They were excellent. I had wings today, as a matter of fact.
3: Oh, I'm so jealous. I haven't had chicken wings in so long. I'm hoping that on Valentine's Day I get chicken wings and they will be lemon pepper wet.
2: That was the answer she was looking for. Was lemon pepper it's wet? It's okay. not a fair, it's not it's a not fair standard <laughs> for anyone who it's hasn't like lived in
3: Atlanta. It's
2: like only in Atlanta <laughs> that I know of.
3: It's like they mix the lemon pepper with the buffalo.
1: That sounds great.
3: It's divine. Yeah. So it, whenever exactly. you come to Atlanta... We're gonna take you there. I would like it, is there a certain a spot,
1: Mary Kay, or is it just any is any place know that it's lemon pepper? Talking about went.
2: that little truck over by your house that time?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the little truck by my house that one time was Great. pretty good. Also <laughs> Also, um, the local is the second bus wings in Atlanta, apparently after Magic City, which is a strip club. So I haven't gone there because I just I don't wanna eat near no, they don't go. They don't go together. It's for me.
1: So this um, is the like the second but would time. would you
3: eat wings if you were naked? Yes. Yeah. Of course I would. What kind of question is that?
2: <laughs> but you won't <laughs> eat wings if somebody else is naked. Yeah, I don't know where that's all been at. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is very
0: I revealing. I mean, it makes okay. sense. I
2: feel like I feel like if you take your clothes off for a living, like this, this is your paycheck. You can't be fooling around Look, like you can't. You
3: Look, can't be, I understand like, it in, in my brain and in my heart, <laughs> but I don't understand it in my mouth. You know how sometimes like you I can't... thought you were going to say in your
2: vagina, like I said that one time.
3: I mean, and I even it's... understand it in my vagina, but I don't understand it in my mouth.
0: Yeah. I don't
3: You know how sometimes you'll be eating something and you can't stop thinking about the kitchen it was made in. So you can't really enjoy it, you know. Just Uh, the thought of eating something
1: I can honestly say no. That's never happened to me. I was about
2: to say, rarely, (laughs) if ever, I'm disgusting. Yeah.
3: No, you're not that's not true if well, i'm even at a, a place
1: if i'm at a place where i might have to question the kitchen i'm already indoors and i've made my peace with it so i'm just gonna eat whatever
2: <laughs> <I can>. <laughs> <laughs> i've crossed yeah i level. had a decision this to make now a... the hero's journey yeah, <laughs> yeah at
1: the at the host at the host stand i had a decision to make and i made it and i, I went in
3: <laughs> see i'm not above storming out <laughs> you
2: I the call, but good, you did it. You into the underworld. You accepted. Now yep. you're going to take on the road of trials. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully you have a meeting with the goddess there somewhere in the middle. Yeah. There's some 12
3: labors in the underworld, and then you emerge <laughs> a new human <coughs> after Our your chicken wings.
2: All oh atonement the father.
3: Oh, <laughs> man. cross the threshold again. Bearing speaking talk
0: about the love witch yeah so speaking of questions that we are going to judge you for we always start with an icebreaker question and it's sort of our tradition that we make the the guests go first so the question will be a little easy you can you can have a choice either just give us your favorite outfit or from last episode.
3: Yeah, Not from the movie. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that
0: <laughs> that's an important element. Oh, you to mean in all
1: time or okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not whatever that guy was wearing when he was doing his exercise to David Bowie <laughs> and, <laughs> and let me in. No. In in this movie, The Love Witch, give us your favorite outfit because wow. Yeah. Or you can something that Mary Kay did with last episode I thought was brilliant was take a line from this movie. And we applied it to whatever your band name would be. But instead, take a makeup look or an outfit look okay. and name it like after Blue a line. Like Blue Steel? Yeah. Got it. Okay,
3: like you're naming the look.
0: Okay. Yeah. But we have okay. to use a line from the movie. If you can.
1: So I think my favorite outfit, I'm asking, I'm answering that one, right? My favorite outfit from the movie? Sure. Yep. I think it's Elaine's opening outfit. And it's not just, like, it's the whole thing. It's the it's mm-hmm. the dress, it's the shoes, it's the red Mustang, and it's all of her luggage is red. So I think the whole the whole thing is my favorite outfit in in the movie. Excellent choice. I think choice. it's a cool cool outfit. And if I had to pick a line from the movie just because it made me, it, it just made me chuckle. I think it's, uh, I'll get the dinner ready, and I think <laughs> that's that's Wayne's look when you first meet him on the lawn. <laughs>
3: You mean Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I called him in my head the whole time.
1: Oh, I thought he was. I thought he looked like the guy from Sleeping with the Enemy, the good guy from Sleeping, okay. Sleeping with the Enemy. But Billy Ray Cyrus oh, it's is, been a is long much time better. Since
3: I've seen
2: that. I
1: don't... Yeah, so I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll get the dinner ready, and it's his outfit when you first meet
2: him. Looks like a stretched out Thanks. Ian McShane. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's yeah. Like. Yeah, a very young stretched out Ian McShane. Okay. He's got great hair, though. Mm-hmm. I, I have I know what line jumps out at me and I think it matches I mean it it's it goes with an outfit I don't even know it's my favorite one but it is my favorite because what the fuck the moment one of those moments where I had to pause the movie and be like oh my god was when they end up at the renaissance <laughs> fair and yeah those folks <laughs> are singing and they're like We're only pretending we're in love, but Hmm. also pretending is real. And I was like, when you hear them say pretending is real, that's when you got to be like. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, this isn't LARPing. I got to get out (laughs) of (laughs) here. Which suggests to me that like the outfit that she is wearing, like her like little wedding dress. Actually, honestly, I might like his dress more.
3: His, like, like his pretty charming garb. little get-up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so ridiculous. But it's so good. But yeah, I was like, are you? is this like an afternoon delight situation where you're so t- enchanted by the melody you can't pay attention to the words? Because they just said yeah. that they can't tell the difference Pret- between real and pretend. And they're all dressed up like it's the middle <laughs> fucking ages and they're about to marry you to this woman.
1: Mary, do you think if Elaine and Griff hadn't shown up, they still would have done that dance?
2: Yeah, I feel like, first of all... You think so? They had those those wedding clothes ready. I know, everything was ready to go. Like, they were... they were. I set. think they would
1: have done it if anybody happened upon them in the woods at that time.
0: Also, I'm well, not I sure mean, that... Well, I mean, this I'm is sh- also, like, the occult, and, like, I think that they know that they're somehow going to be a lure, There's like, a luring her in somehow. Mm-hmm. Also, it's her coven.
2: Maybe they didn't happen upon them.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, maybe I mean, she was like alright guys more... here's the
2: clearing everyone wait just hide behind the bushes when we pop out say surprise
0: and she's definitely like a new witch so yeah. she's very like susceptible
1: she is yeah mm-hmm. very uh, yeah now that you said it that's she's... much better than just a bunch of people in the woods the cult waiting in the woods for this to happen
3: so I do love the red red all the way down outfit it's really hard to match your lip color to your dress so <laughs> yeah She did a great job. Um, I, my second favorite was the pink vintage lingerie that Trish puts on. Mm -hmm. And then Trish gets like the makeup and then she puts on the wig. And I'm like, yes, Trish, do it. Yes, you're Mm -hmm. killing this. I just, I love it when she is like, my husband killed himself because I wouldn't give him his fantasy. So now I'm going to steal this other woman's panties. And then find out that the woman's panties I'm actually in, it's her fault. Like she did it. She witched him.
2: I think it's a little much to judge the way someone grieves. Okay. <laughs> but
3: I was not judging her grief <laughs> at all. Like, I was I... judging that she didn't snoop first. That's
1: Fair. all I was yeah. judging. That is a very emotional... She didn't even have
0: to snoop. That picture was right there. There was boos everywhere. (laughs) Also, if I had walked into that, there's a lot to
2: look at there. And I do think that the wigs, the makeup, the lingerie would have been more interesting to me than just about anything else in the apartment. I would have been like, play time, play time. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I mean, for sure, it is dress-up land in Mm -hmm. that apartment. Mm -hmm. I would name it... Because this was my favorite line that made me almost spit take for real. Hallucinogenic herbs.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Her face too, and she was like, organic Finish berries. It. <laughs> organic Finish Organic it. berries. Vodka. Hallucinogenic <laughs> yeah. herbs. Like her face just <laughs> did not change. Like there was no...
0: I know, indication
2: it. of the weight of the phrase in her face yeah for yeah.
0: sure what about you rachel so <clears throat> as i was watching this especially the second time around i'm just looking at this very vivid eye makeup that she does mm-hmm. and i keep thinking man this would be such a great time to be like one of those people where it's like their job to name lip colors Mm and eyeshadow colors someone has that job and it is not us and that is egregious (laughs) we literally have free writing degrees like what the fuck
2: (laughs) speak for yourself but still fools
0: still very creative person but um so i the one that really stuck with me was the very like emerald green one that she had and then my favorite line from the movie, and I don't know why I'm putting these two together. I don't know why these are two, these are the things that are married together in my mind, but when Griff, when he said, drowning in estrogen. <laughs> That's oh a good one. God.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know why that speaks green to me, that, but that was my, I feel that, that, that was just such a good line. That's great.
2: The, um, I have people bring that up to me a lot because all of my pets are like males. And they're like, oh, you're so outnumbered by dudes. haha. the testosterone. I'm like, every single one of them has had their balls chopped off. (laughs) What? What? No, also, they're animals. I'm fine. I I don't feel beholden to the patriarchy in my own house. Well, I mean, any more than I did. They're not contributing to that.
3: (laughs) Speaking of the patriarchy, though, does this movie pass a Bechdel test?
2: No, but it's not supposed to.
3: I know it's not supposed to, but also shouldn't it?
2: <laughs> so I, we can get into this. Um, Anna Biller. This was, this was written, directed, edited, th- everything by Anna Biller. She even did a lot of the costuming. It's
1: incredibly uh, impressive, and I'm very jealous.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. Also, on film. Mm-hmm. So um, she has thoughts about what makes a movie feminist. And I, so she has a, she has a blog. I do too. She has a blog, which she doesn't update super regularly. Hasn't updated in quite some time, but it was really cool to be able to just like go see what she had to say for herself about like the process of this movie or the actors that she worked with or the reception the movie's gotten, things like that. And she has a long post about what she thinks it means for a movie to be feminist and why we should maybe stop assigning feminist like retroactively to older movies. Well, this is not uh, the, an older
3: movie, though.
2: No, it's not. But her 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 tack is that the movie a movie if a movie is not expressly saying something about a woman's place in the world, not one woman's place, not one woman's journey, sure. but about woman's place in the world politically, socially, economically, uh-huh. specifically with relationship to men, like what what that means mm-hmm. for her, then it's not. It doesn't mean it's a bad movie it doesn't mean there are not elements to admire it doesn't but that you know if you're calling you know there are a lot of movies that we look back at and we appreciate uh elements that we can we can through a contemporary lens interpret as feminism and they're not and this is kind of a this is kind of like an adventure on her part to make that old movie
1: did she have any examples in there in that article?
2: Of of movies that she thinks are feminist or movies she thinks that are?
1: That have been retroactively deemed feminist oh, or feminist, sure. or, you know.
2: <laughs> oh, she did. Um, give me a second to pull that up um, so I can speak to that better.
3: So <clears throat> while you're pulling that up, the reason why I felt badly about the way that this portrays women is the very first visit to the tea room with Elaine and Trish and how they are just immediately judging each other out loud Mm -hmm. to the point where I, I would have just removed myself from that conversation had I been in it. And I know that that's not what everyone would do and I respect and appreciate that. But like, Lady, I don't know you. You do not need to be telling me about my relationship with my
2: husband. Right, right. Oh no, I definitely had that kind of knee jerk. Like, n- no. Like, this was, is, number one, like, I was not you, asking
3: you, bitch. When you, yeah. and number two, yeah. it's none of your when damn started, business. I don't started- know you.
2: And it started so pleasantly, like let's make a new friend. It's like when you're at a party and you find yourself in a corner with someone new, but you're like, this person could be cool, and you start chatting yeah. politely, and then you find out they're a flat earther, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Mom, all the bees are back, and you run off. Seems you
1: know? like a lot of things happen immediately that normally would take a while to to come, you know, to to come to light. Like when Griff and her get married at a Renaissance fair. Uh, but that was the one where I, I'm I'm right there with you Mary Kay when she starts telling this poor woman Trish how to how to like I forget how she there's a sp- specific way she words it like to make him happy or something like that or uh, mm-hmm. th- but immediately from the hip and like you guys just met like, <laughs> she
2: is trying to be nice to you yeah like, damn. She, she invited
1: you to this <laughs> she, really nice tea room and like is
2: helping you move in and, and like, you know I think this is well I think that's what's interesting is that this is a a feminist movie about a villain mm-hmm. that's true i, you know, I did like,
3: enjoy watching it i just had oh, some yeah. some thoughts and like to the credit of the creator i think that that was intentional like mm-hmm. i yeah I, I mean it was never like oh this is sloppy they didn't mean to make it sound still like it was very intentionally no, this yeah. aesthetic yeah it was so very, i wasn't saying
0: that i can it's appreciate very stylized. it stylized Totally, stylized. Yeah. It, was mm-hmm. fairly, it was very, it was very fine tuned, and yeah. when we were trying, we were going through technical difficulties trying to get this set up. I said to them, and I wanted to say it while we're recording too, is that I feel like when I first watched this, I felt very lost too, and I felt like I didn't get it. It's like a very highbrow kind of art. I'm like, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Then the second time around, I'm like, oh, this is like a I felt like I was let in on an inside joke. Like I feel like I'm Michael Scott. That was finally like I I got an inside joke finally. <laughs> mm-hmm. right, you know. Right, right, right. So watching it the second time, it was almost like I I didn't know all of this about the the creator. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was watching it the second time, I'm like, oh, they're like turning it on its head. They're making fun of the old movies by kind of in a way bringing it back like yeah in their own way and i'm like oh this is hilarious so when she's talking to in the very end and he's like i don't love you so, yeah <laughs> or when he's giving her this look of disdain and that just has like a power over her and she very dramatically is like fighting the power of his yeah look of disdain it was hilarious this movie was Low key, really funny. Well, and the I skull so, too. too over yeah. his
1: face is so, it's such like a midnight movie thing, you know, like Halloween decoration. Mm. It was so great. I thought it was so, so well done in that, in that part of the, part of the, uh, the gaze.
3: Yeah. That, that part, oh, that one of my favorite lines is when he, he calls her a bottomless hole. Number one. Dude. Griff does. Yeah. And then he said, your creepy, sexy act doesn't work on me. And I I said to the TV, I spoke to the television. Yeah. If you're having to say that shit out loud, it is 100% working, my man. Like, if you got to say it out loud.
1: Yeah. Well, we watched it work like 10 minutes yes. ago. Like, I mean, you're yeah, lying not, to her. It may
2: not currently be working. It may not be working going forward. Right. He may not right. want it to work. Right. You may be taking steps such that it does not work. Yeah. But it did. Yeah. Yeah. And it does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can prove to you that that is fundamentally a lie
0: <laughs> wait so Rachel was it scary it was funny but was it scary there were parts where I was very much worried like like the, when they were like burn the witch I'm like uh-oh and I'm like, so they're yeah. not I'm gonna burn and this and witch and already stuff. no yeah when that's what I was about to say was when I see like a shot of them unzipping their pants. Yeah. That was that was scary. But was this movie scary? No. But
1: I think the like it wasn't jump scary, obviously, and I think Mary Kay, you're right. It is funny, and like I think all the performances are, are stellar. Uh, Elaine is great, uh, Trish is great. The guy who played Wayne was so ridiculous and so fun. Mm. Do you? And I, I guess my question for you guys was, is this. And I was thinking this when I when I was watching. I think what it says about people is kind of scary. Is that too hokey and up my own ass to say that? No. no. Cause like that, I, and I thought that, but it really kind of got hammered home for me, Rachel, at the end when they're they have her like pinned down to the ground, and two you know fools are coming in taking their pants off, and I was like, this is really intense. This is really this is frightening.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, Biller has I don't said like that. that <laughs> her her previous movie, um, which she put her mother in, Lovely. amazing. Also, Anna Biller's. Her entire, like, family background and her background really, really, really fascinating. Her mom dressed like every Hollywood star you liked from, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s, more so, probably, actually. Because I know she worked with Julie Newmar, who, like, oh my god, kill me. She said that her previous movie was meant to be scary to women and funny to men. Mm-hmm. The Love Witch is funny for women and scary for men. was more so her perspective, that... Um, that it, it, in her previous worked. movie, like yeah, men go and get what they want, and for women that's a scary experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, a woman goes after what she wants, and that makes it scary for, for men. <clears throat>
1: hmm. Yeah.
2: Which I get I, I I see that. Like there was a lot of stuff that was funny to me that I was like You know, I, I it's so difficult for me to really try and make that leap in my mind. Mm-hmm. But she really just like neglects the professor to death
3: <laughs> for real
2: yeah so yeah she's man. just like uh, he's whining i don't like it and so she won't go in there
3: call off the hex then do a counter yeah. curse like make like- him
2: make him unlove you at the very least like call a hospital and be like i don't know like do something yeah, yeah call a hospital yeah
1: <laughs> yeah she was quick to just bury him out in the front yard
2: yeah and so it's really the balance between like so a lot of what this like whole thing hinges on right is like feminine masculine feminine masculine Mm -hmm. feminine masculine and we tend to associate that kind of detachment with masculinity right that she's like well he was clingy so i that's true i just pulled away which is so funny because that's her like in the process of trying to be the feminine ideal or what she thinks the feminine ideal would Mm -hmm. be like she goes from making a steak dinner to checked out in like six hours
3: <laughs> For real? Yeah. When she Pretty tells incredible. him, "I'm gonna make a nice dinner," I was watching this with my boyfriend, and he looked at me. He goes, "Are they gonna go like grocery shopping first? Like, how's she gonna do that?"
1: Admittedly, when it was T-bone steaks <laughs> and vegetables, and I was like, "Where was this? Did he just have right? this ready to go?"
0: Also, I those thought those steaks this. were definitely phallic. <laughs> the steaks? <laughs> They're definitely. Like (laughs) dick-shaped (laughs) steak. I
2: think that's. What do you think a T shape is, Rachel?
0: Wait, what's the most dick-like steak? Is it
1: a T-bone or it might be a New York strip? That's kind (laughs) of (laughs) dick-like.
0: I'm just saying, in this movie, everything was a phallus. Like everything I looked at was like dick.
2: Dick. I'm now Dick. concerned about Rachel because that is not the experience I had at all.
1: because <laughs> okay, I thought I she missed had something. She
2: those hallucinogenic herbs, it's been, That's it's what been it was. A long... dicks all around. Oh, Lord. It's been a long quarantine, and even I am not seeing dicks everywhere, I turn.
1: <laughs> sure.
3: I definitely saw boobs all over this
0: movie.
1: You know what, Rachel? There's no wrong way to watch this movie.
0: <laughs> See, thank you, Adam. There's, That's the kind of support that I there's need. There's no wrong
1: way to watch it.
2: I mean, I agree there's no wrong way to see a dick. Like, you've seen one... Actually, there's so many wrong ways to see <laughs> sure. that I take all of that back.
3: There's, I was going to say, I think we all know that.
0: No, that's wrong.
2: But when you're seeing dicks that aren't there, then I guess that's, you know, metaphorical dicks, I guess.
0: But nice. back to the original question of, is this movie <laughs> scary? Yeah. Um, there were some other elements that when I thought about it, like, there were some things that seemed... Very scary, but as soon as they appeared, they immediately disappeared. So, when she was having this, like, kind of almost orgasmic, like, memory of talking to her ex husband, there was like another voice, like, that came with in. Her, so,
2: with her flying witch, icy hot. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
2: flying witch, she had that, that tiger she- witch bomb. <laughs> yeah.
0: So she heard her husband being really disappointed and, oh, dinner was late. But then, like, her dad started talking. um, And then it started to get, like, really, really weird. Mm -hmm. And then her husband be like, oh, you're so hot. I want to make you come. And, like, the fact that there was two things were back-to-back together while she's having this massage on herself was – anyway – and then also her whole relationship with, how, how do you say his name? Gain? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, that's what I heard. Gain or...
0: Yeah, no. like gain, like it, G-A-H-A-N. No, it, G-A-H-A-N. The wizard? Gahan. Gahan yeah. Gahan. That mm. whole situation. They was, say his
2: name too, and I still don't.
0: <laughs> her whole coven name. and relationship with this man and that ritual in the beginning... Very, like, uh, where do you guys fall bare. on
1: him? Because he's like some Nexium guy, right? That's
0: what I was about to say. Like,
2: yeah, very like, NXIVM? that's what yeah. I took
1: from it. I feel like you know, I think one of the things you guys had written down was uh, Lane. What's is she, is she the villain or something like that? I feel like this this woman has been, I mean, a victim her whole life with people. Like apparently mm. everybody's been shitty to her. So the fact that she, you know, why is she doing what she's doing?
2: Yeah. Then she paints that little shithead bouquet.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Of all the dudes that have been yeah. mean to her? Yeah. And I also oh, love the sweet. way she paints. If I had to paint that way, I'd be really good at it, too, where I put no paint on the brush and then barely touch the canvas and do nothing. <laughs> hey, it's so clearly
1: <laughs> there's nothing on the brush.
2: I would be amazing at painting. <laughs> yeah. Too.
1: If I could just run could a brush over somebody put, else's art?
2: Yeah, if you make me put paint on it, yeah. then it's going to be bad. It's look yeah. like a toddler did it.
3: <laughs> so while well, we're talking about these... The Midsummer vibes that you mentioned, Rachel.
2: Mm-hmm. Wicker Man.
3: Yeah, I definitely say. felt Wicker Man. And then there were a couple other references that I thought of, which was bizarre to me. So, but when they happened upon the Renaissance Fair in the woods, it was like mm-hmm. one part Wicker Man. And then when I was like five years old, I had this Barney sing-along that went like back in time to the renaissance but it was very clearly set in the 90s (laughs) so it was like very bizarrely time warped like anytime Mm. you see something Mm -hmm. that is it's like a historical drama but it was made in a more contemporary time so it looks like that time and not the historical period Mm -hmm. like bridgerton yeah kind of like um like how in Gone with the Wind, they all had 1940s hairstyles. OK, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I was going to say, yeah. not
2: deliberately anachronistic. No, but
3: not deliberately. But not it just kind of looks like that. Yeah. Like, OK, so this bitch has on a dunce cap and a scrunchie. Like,
2: what, like, what is this? Right, as opposed to Twin, which is deliberately anachronistic. So, yes. this, so what's funny is this is not anachronistic. In that it is
0: wait, Contempor- wait, I'm sorry. For those who don't know this word,
2: <laughs> oh, um that means uh, like like Anna without Chrono's time. Like so it doesn't it doesn't it is deliberately not locked into a time period. So say it's something is like set during like Shakespeare's time, but everyone like wears has contemporary clothes. Phone. Like they the, got yeah, it. so something yeah. that is deliberately out of its place in time. Um so it doesn't necessarily have to be deliberate. Sometimes there are anachronisms that are, you know, just a mistake.
3: Like when there was a coffee mug on the Game of Thrones set.
2: Like that.
3: That was also, an accidental. I don't wish. even know if
2: that's. I don't even know if that's a like a timeline thing because I don't know what year it is in <laughs> Westeros compared to here. So like, who knows? It could be anything. Um, there can could just be. There could be a Starbucks on every corner indefinitely. We don't. In have to. To. It's okay. um, so
1: that dunce um, cap scrunching. So, but this, this really is does.
2: this is set. This is set contemporaneously. Like they use cell phones. Yes, it's just I that.
3: Understand stylistically, that. It just reminded me of the Barney sing-along that I mm. had when I was five. Oh, no, I feel And then way. one part, Guinevere, the book by Rosalind Miles. Did y'all know about this book? No. Mm-mm. It was my favorite book when I was 13 because it had three sex scenes in it, and they were <laughs> so tame, but I learned so much. Yeah, I still have that book and I can go straight to those pages. Y'all, I am not even fucking sure. pretty sure it just
2: opens to those pages at this point because everything Probably. else is sticky. Probably.
3: But I do remember being, no, it's not like that. But I do remember being <laughs> like, hmm, I wonder what that means. And then like years later being like, I see. Let me take your notes. I'm taking notes on Guinevere. But it was. Was it just like making the- out? Is that what it was? It. Was like, okay, now it's about to go down. Okay. That's how it went. That's how it was in the book. And cut.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Right.
3: And then panned to the ocean, like the waves crashing on the beach, that kind of thing. But before it panned away, I'll be taking notes. Anyway, (laughs) that was taking notes. Uh, We can link to that in our bookshop affiliate page in case y'all want to go experience this teenage sexual awakening for yourselves. It's a trilogy. Go learn something about yourself. It's a retelling of the King Arthur myth from the perspective of Guinevere. And she's a Celt and she's like a princess and shit and is dope. Like, I mean, I know I was 13, but so I was like, precocious. it's like,
2: like, kind so. of like Mists of Avalon, except not written by a terrifying pedophile.
3: Yes. Kind of like that.
2: <laughs> Which sucks because Mists of Avalon is like dope as fuck. That's, that's the King Arthur legend rewritten by the witches.
3: Oh, shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that would have been
3: too much for 13 year old Mary Kay. That's
2: good. The sex scenes are not nearly it. They're not like, they're not like fun, racy. Okay.
0: Well, um, so since we're on the topic about the time period that we are or are not in. Mm. (laughs) Sure. Um,
3: (laughs) What is time?
0: Like, truly... I, and I kept looking. I'm like, is this the right movie? This is 2016. Okay, all right. <laughs> so this is like a thing. This is like your yeah. gimmick. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I would see like, like a, um, what's that called? Like a Subaru in the background. <laughs> and I'd be like, what?
1: The one that like got, got hatch- me was when she gets, when Elaine gets to the house for the first time and Trish pulls up in like a 2019 BMW <laughs> that hasn't even been put <laughs> yeah. out yet. I was like, oh, well. This is much different than what I thought yeah. this was going to be. It was very funny, right?
0: And some of that I thought other I didn't notice that B and W at first, mm-hmm. I, my first watching. But I would notice like in the background. And I'm like, oh well, they probably can't control like if it's a low budget, like exactly who's parked where. So if it shows up, they right. could just kind of control the camera shots, like have it kind of in the background. But then like that that the point we always come back to is the cell phone.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then and
0: right. and then in the end when Griff was confronting her and he's like we had the DNA analysis. So I was like, "What?" So it's like it's and I read this interesting um film critic review talking about this movie how instead of a period piece, it's more of like a period fetish. Mm-hmm. And the I thought that was such a clever way to describe this movie with all of its sensuality and sexuality that it's like almost like because it's not in this period but it's so heavily draped in it like a fetish Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I found that to be so fascinating Mm. that the way that and so I was able to kind of sit back and enjoy all of the things that were like how do I say this like When they made these kinds of movies, like low budget horror movies back in the day, it was all really like, you know, the not genuine, very Mm -hmm. forced. Mm -hmm. So it made it even that much more enjoyable to see the things that they did, like everything they like everything they did. Was so much fun to watch the way like they were like stiff in their acting. The fucking like potions that were like these bright colors Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in her apartment. Like every Bill Nye science set.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I
0: said about Bill Nye
3: too. Like that was what I said also when that scene came on. I
0: He's like, fucking loved some Bill Nye day at school, y'all. <laughs> Who didn't? I, Do you remember when he was... Speaking of, like, sensuality, remember when he was on Dancing with the Stars? And he what? talked about, like... No. Yes. Was, was it really? Yes. Yes, and he was talking about what the person teaching him about, like, sexuality. Like, because I guess it was supposed to be, like, a... I don't remember what kind of dance, but he was talking to this girl about... The nature of sexuality, and she's like looking at him like, Bill, what? Bill, 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 We Bill, got a dance. <laughs> that's not. If she was
2: doing anything other than that, then what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, just to that point, you know, your point about these these environments and these visuals and how it's really sumptuous and and like enjoyable. You know, it's very live, deliciously kind of watching, right? So, Billard deliberately set this. So she's centered a woman. This movie is very much about the impossibility of femininity in a contemporary world, and she said it in these super feminized environments. Like, look at that apartment. Yeah. Look, they go mm-hmm. to the yeah. tea room, which is all frills and pink and lit. She said she tried to think yeah. of the environment where men would feel most like horrified or uncomfortable, and she immediately came up with like lace doilies, and that's how she got the tea room. It's oh, God, so frosty. It. In um, they that go to the they go to a room. burlesque. Apparently, a people har- don't go to. People don't go to a dive bar and play pool, they go to a burlesque show every night. That was the most
1: awkwardly placed pool table I've ever seen. (laughs) That pool table was, whoever put it there is an idiot.
2: Yeah, no, it was such a, it was a very, so she she deliberately, like, kind of pushed the story into these, like, Mm hyper-feminine environments with the intent that, like, if, if that this, this is kind of a good contrast, right? Like you look back at some of these the movies of the era, and you realize, like, oh, it, maybe women kicked ass, but those were, those were not; those were still made by men. Those were not actually well. It's that, that feminist were centering women or, or using a woman's gaze because all this, like, she was like, it's supposed to be almost like, I, I she doesn't use the word porn, but kind of like porn for women to watch yeah. this movie and like, yeah, well, no, nope. just yep to feel like the whole environment, the whole experience is the thing and not just the story or just a specific character. you yes. identify. With.
1: It was weird to me in that scene when, when she, when they're first at the tea room and when Richard just kind of barges in. And I don't know if this set off any bells for for you guys, but it's weird because she goes out of her way. to like, this is a ladies only or however she said it, a woman's only tea room. And he just like, yeah, but I wanted to see where you were. So I just walked in yeah. and was like, that's, Super that weird. Beats the purpose. Yeah, it's like, yeah. so this yeah. isn't even a real thing then, is it? Like, you know, it's if the illusion were... that, like, it's a sophistic or not like a private or, you know, whatever club, and he just burst through yeah. the door. Like, nobody said anything to him.
2: Yeah. Listen, Dick, if you weren't such a college yeah, actor, you would never have been ensnared by this woman and killed yourself.
1: What? So he's like, I wanted to have lunch with you, so I just interrupted whatever you were doing. Like, <laughs> maybe she was... <laughs> Okay, I mean having lunch is nice, but you just interrupted this, you know? Yeah, and she
2: was like, Well But I was I doing another thing. Yeah, she, yeah, I she already was ate. Like, Yeah, she's like I already ate and then he was like, Cool, I'm gonna cheat on you. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I
1: Well, I guess I'll have sex with a the neighbor then if you already ate.
0: <laughs> also, speaking, I'm glad you brought up this moment because I kinda though my second time watching, I'm like, Oh, Trish is 100% gay for her. 100% 100% gay for her. Definitely yes. She wears her panties. Yeah. In the be- and also in the beginning she was like you're so pretty. Sorry I don't mean to be weird. I'm married and all. Like why would you even say that? Like, Yeah, that's yeah. no the- one thought that until you said it Trish. Nobody nobody <laughs> thought that. Like literally all we ever do when we want to be friends with girls is compliment each other and call each other. Compliment is the
3: language of the human adult that's, female. That's
0: literally like the way to be like no homo with a girl and just like be her her best friend. is just call her pretty all day until the cows come home, and no one will think anything of it. Well, so I, the fact that you had to, this-
1: we could have taken one kill off of Elaine's list because if she just would have played it cool, Trish was going to ask her to come to bed with her and Richard. I mean, this was just like a, a matter of time. So it's just like if you can just wait it <laughs> out, no. you, that's one kill off your list, and that's five years off your of sentence.
0: And this, <laughs> so
1: you're going to get out early.
0: And this so moment right. that we're talking about in the tea room, that was just another tell. Like, he comes in, mm-hmm. and she's, like, looking at him, and then looking at her, like, I already had lunch. Yeah. Like, this is my lunch. <laughs> this is going to be my snack. Like, get out of here.
2: Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> <My> husband. <laughs> yeah. You killing
2: the vibe. When I rewatched it, I felt like that, like, like that territory marking was kind of interesting. Because I definitely, mm. the first time I watched it, I had that thought, too, that I was like, well, if you feel the need to say it, then. Okay, trash. It's right.
3: just like when Griff is like, "This isn't working on me."
2: Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I didn't the mean
3: second, anything by it. Yes, you did. Time, <laughs>
2: the second time around, I was like, "Oh, this is important." Part of part of the reason this is important, story wise, is that it's 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 establishing that Elaine doesn't want that. She's just like, "I didn't think you did," mm, and that's mm-hmm. the end of it. And what since we very quickly see what Elaine is like when she goes to work on somebody. She's not going to work on Trish. Right. She, she doesn't want a woman. Also, I am like, it's, it's kind of like the, the double-edged sword of representation on the one hand, do we need more like queer women in horror? Yes. On the other, when part of the point of the story is that this is a like sexually and romantically ravenous character does her indiscriminately chasing every human she meets like truly at that point every Mm -hmm. other character she meets yeah feed that or does it actually just feed negative stereotypes about uh, bisexuality or pansexuality you know um that's interesting because
1: everything that trish kind of says to her unless it pertains to her sex life with richard is really lost on her like everything i feel so bad for her at the end when after he's I can spoil it, right? After... uh, Oh,
3: totally. Oh, we We spoil spoil it. it. Oh, great. So
1: after Richard kills himself, Trish is very upset and very, you know, like, grieving, obviously, for whatever reason, but she's grieving. And all of that is lost on Elaine. She's like, by the way, I'm in love. Isn't that great? Like, it's just pertaining back to, you know, either sex or a man or that relationship, that perceived relationship Mm -hmm. that she's after.
2: She is truly so obtuse. Yeah. She's narcissistic. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. She can't see past the end of her nose. Also, um... How can people have so
0: little (laughs) 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 self-awareness?
2: The Um, fact that
1: you said that, I instantly think you're talking about me, and now I'm really in my head about it.
0: (laughs) No, we... That's (laughs) an office office quote. We can't can't go an episode without making copious... Sorry, Um, go ahead, Mary.
2: So, do you know how, like... They're like I'm not friends with other women. He 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 women are dramatic. Mm-hmm. That's Elaine. Like Oh, so she's sure. a me uh, yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's like she's like, haha, no, I'm cool. Like, haha, I don't get women. Right, right. No, man,
0: you just I'm could not, like not have less other interest. Girls. Like
2: You just refuse to display an interest in them as humans.
0: Right. Nowadays I learned from TikTok they call that they have a name for it now. It's called the pick me girl.
1: Ooh. The pick me girl?
0: Mm-hmm. Where she's like pick you know, oh, she's yeah. basically pick me because I'm not like all these other girls. I have only guy friends. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear a girl say shit like that, it's my first thought. Literally to this day I've trained myself that the my first thought is run. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I feel very when someone says and it's one thing if someone says well like, growing up I didn't have girlfriends I, I had sure. guys you're kind of That's a different. victim of also, your neighborhood right your yeah. neighborhood mm-hmm. your cultural uh, your socialization yeah. your culture your, your family all that stuff yeah when you ha- we are now all adults like I'm in my mid-30s I meet a woman my age and she still doesn't have women friends I'm like well if you haven't figured it out by now I, I can't be asked to be the one to teach you Man. It's not
0: your job. It is not your job. I,
2: nope. I just, I feel so little trust Mm-hmm. now.
1: Has she ever given you any indication as to why? I mean, has she ever tried to like explain that? Or is it more of a, who? the woman who doesn't have any, who only has guy friends?
2: <laughs> um, the, well, usually it boils down to like, well, sometimes it does boil down to like, well, my interests were all coded masculine. Mm-hmm. I only so the, the, drink so, beer. Okay. Well, I, I didn't mean it that dramatic. I just meant like my interest. Like I, I liked sports. I liked sure. like, things that were coded masculine. So I hung out with a lot of guys. <laughs> and at a certain point, it felt like I would missed the boat, which okay. is kind of the best case scenario there. Like sure. I, at a certain point, it felt like I missed the boat. Or I was queer. I didn't want to admit it to myself. I hung out with men because it felt safer mm-hmm. than like. Oh, I, I'm I sorry. Might I thought we were still
0: talking ride. about Pick Me Girl.
2: Yeah, we are kind of. That like there are iterations of her, but. The the version that we are rolling our eyes about is the one who's like, you know, girls are just we're just too dramatic and had too many feelings.
0: That's the pick me girl, yeah. not people who actually like had, had that those valid logical experiences. Logical sure, yeah. Like I can remember
3: saying something like that when oh, I was like yeah. seventeen. Oh,
0: yeah, sure. Me too. oh sure. What's funny yeah. is
2: that I think I've said it and it has never been true. At every point in my life, I have had incredible, brilliant. Fabulous, strong female friends. I usually have like a... Like, I travel with a coven, you know? Like, I rarely have like one person I spend all my time with. Like, yeah, i got my crew. Yeah. And so I don't know why I ever said that. I, that it's I so weird because I, like I never football.
1: even... I've never thought about it. Like, one of my best friends, my, my friend Lindsay, we've been friends since, you know, junior high, and it never once was... You know, we'd never even talked about something like that. So it's so interesting to hear you that 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 side of it.
2: Well, now you can go interrogate her and be like, "Yo, she's gonna be the first have person you, I call." Have you been this bitch? I'll
1: be like, "You you wake up and you wake, right up.
2: you wake that we baby up. You wake that baby up." We have Lindsay on the
1: line. <laughs> you got some shit you got to explain to me. And by the way, well, watch the Love Witch.
2: Guess <laughs> who we've got backstage? <laughs> Bring out Lindsay. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 I
1: knew it. Is
2: she going to listen to this?
1: She probably will, yeah.
2: Oh, awesome. Lindsay, we're so excited. Yeah, she... You know we're only making fun of the idea of you because you're clearly (laughs) lovely.
1: No, she's the greatest. If
2: you're actually friends with Adam and you're lovely, it's just (laughs) funny to think of you having this whole secret identity that he doesn't know about.
1: It's been a very long time. I can't believe I didn't know this. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I want to talk about the idea that you said earlier mary Mm -hmm. about it being sexy for women Mm -hmm. so i want to talk at length about this vintage lingerie because it is fantastic um if you, all, if listeners, you are as obsessed with it as I am, I would like to recommend *An Intimate Detail* by Cora Harrington and *Your Beauty Park*, *Your Beauty Mark* by Dina Von Vantes.
2: So, well, Cora, mm-hmm. yes, I just, I just needed to say, Cora, I have followed her blog for almost as long as it's existed.
3: Yeah, she's wonderful.
2: I recently, on the show account, I can't remember what what the occasion was, even what the tweet was, I could go find it and share it with everybody on Instagram, I guess. But uh, I I responded to her or retweeted her with a comment or something, and she liked it. And I had to tell her like, oh my God, I worship to you. She's super cool. Forever. But, But she is a black woman with a body type not typically depicted in like lingerie advertising. And that she's really athletically built and mm-hmm. um like, like broader shoulders and narrower hips and like not real full busted so she was like well if like i'm never going to know what this any of this looks like on me i'm never going to get anyone's perspective on how any of this fits me and like my body it like it's not that her body is strange it's that the one body type gets used for all laundry right. Sure. right yeah so like- she oh my god i just i trust her taste in everything if you have any curiosity about corsets that is where to start cora harrington is where to start the lingerie addict cora harrington is where to start
3: and we can link to her instagram too because she Mm -hmm. like reposts a lot of makers other models um it's really, oh, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you can go deep into she,
2: her the wormhole with that. She is fantastic um, at, like, punching up indie indie brands. Yeah. She's really big on that stuff. So she's wonderful.
3: Yeah, and I she mean, also has a list of places that have sales, typically, which, mm-hmm. as a cheap-ass person who loves a good deal and has expensive taste and not a ton of money, that's where I live. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. She, uh, I recommend her for sure, and... I, so lingerie all the way is yes from, 100% yes from me in this movie. The lingerie, the black, the purple, the pink, all of that, yes. The tan even, okay. However, these strip teases, (laughs) y'all. What? They are just going warp speed of just like, let me get this pantyhose off. Let me just... (laughs) Just freaking out, and it's it's
2: just it's like less is more, girl. Like, come (laughs) on. The thing is, I thought about that, and I was like, this is so much more like recognizable to me. Like, Hmm. maybe maybe if a man were shooting this, he'd be like, no, take your time. Yeah. If you are actually doing this for a man, is he ever telling you slow down? No, that's true. Okay,
3: good. (laughs) Never. And I also. I rege- I I changed my mind.
0: And I think that's I also you. akin to the period fetish. That I think back in the day it were it was men making these mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it wasn't about going real slow. Like it had real like Austin Powers vibes for yes. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah well, and Sorry,
1: go ahead, Adam. No, no, no. I like I. Those are so interesting because I, I thought about that too. And tell me if I'm way off base on this or if this even means anything. They are so quick and almost comical in a way. And mm-hmm. when she throws the pieces of lingerie on the guys when they're sitting there, I've always seen that represented as a piece of comedy. So like that to me, like these men have like turned shit heels instantly at the thought of like being with her right of just even being around her they've instantly bailed Mm -hmm. on their on the other people in their lives for this like fantasy so i think is that commenting on what men see as a fantasy is like this ridiculous thing of like throwing your underwear on me like is she is is that commenting on the idea of of that being ridiculous
2: i think for me it felt like commentary on the fact that like if she's she's cast her spell right Mm -hmm. so she doesn't actually have to Too do much, it, right? The, so, like when we see, <laughs> yeah. the, like when we see the twins dance later, yeah, yeah. The waitress that was is cool. like, and the server is like, they can't dance. Like, why do men like this? Mm-hmm. Like, they're wearing leotards and not dancing, and the men are losing their minds because yeah. these women, we know, we know they're witches. They're using magic, um, okay. so that it's like it's not. She doesn't have to do all that. Like the scene where she's like taking off her boots, you can't. So it's very difficult to like sexily take off a knee-high. Boost. You can't right, do right, it. Right, 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 It doesn't exist. And yeah. here's the thing. She doesn't super try to be sexy. Like she unzips them all sexy. Mm-hmm. Then she stands up and pulls them off of her feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah, person. Yeah. And so for me, it felt very much like the point of this is not how hot this woman is. Mm-hmm. The point of this is how powerful okay. she is in that moment. You know, like how how well controlled she already how well in control, excuse me, she mm-hmm.
1: is. That's
2: great. Okay, and I love I that they
1: called the, it. The, it just made me laugh when the one, I, I think it's after a beat, they go out of the way to call the twins weird. I thought it was really funny.
2: They are. They're very strange. In unison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they remind me of the twins
3: on Big Mouth.
2: Yeah, why are you stripping like, and with your sister? You. <laughs>
1: Mary? Yeah. Why are they doing it as a sister act? That, why,
0: are they, yeah. why are they stripping with their sister? Yeah. But also... Okay. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how fucking hilarious those two girls are? I thought they were... Oh, the twins? So funny. And, like, yeah, they were, like, dressed the same and they had, like, their hair the same. But if you look really closely at them, yeah. like... There's there's a there's something that people say in the beauty community, especially when it comes to do a winged eyeliner, because it's imp- almost impossible to get it like identical. They say they're not twins, they're sisters, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and that's very much these girls that they may not even actually be sisters. Like this whole like this enigma of these two people, Star and Moon, <laughs> is very bizarre. But very entertaining. You don't have to understand it. They don't have to be good at it. It's just entertaining. Oh, they're
1: very excellent.
0: When they picked
2: up those fans, I was like, "Bitch, what are you gonna cover with that?"
0: They weren't even like instantly. You're wearing a high neck,
2: at- <laughs> long sleeve leotard. <laughs> yeah.
0: They, like, what is the fan trying, for? They were trying. Which I think I think that's a testament to like women's sexuality that like sometimes we just exist. We don't even have to try.
1: Yeah, they did look like and speed skaters. <laughs> they looked like speed skaters in those, in those leotards. So, yeah. <laughs> and they had the cool, you know, I like that you said it, Rachel, sun and moon. Yeah.
2: Well, that's, that's their names. I, no, it's crazy. Star, or star, star, and star, moon? And moon. Star, star and moon. Star and yeah. moon. That's Little... their names.
1: So funny. Oh,
2: my God. Also, but, like, they're not sun more... and moon. They're star and moon, which are the feminine elements associated with night. I whoa. really glad that. I know that now.
1: I that's that's great.
2: Sun, See, masculine. Moon and stars, feminine. Whoa! You didn't think you
0: would know that. You didn't think you would learn. That I didn't today, think I was going to learn Adam. anything
1: today. I had resigned myself to not learning <laughs> shit, and then you taught me that.
0: It's so great. <laughs> that is actually really cool. The way that she just like spit that out.
1: Man, I was like, wow.
0: Wow, Mary. Well, I just thought that was
1: awesome. Know,
2: we were all into witchy shit. I, I thought everyone knew, but I'm so glad that I brand my mouth now.
0: Me too. And then like, while we're talking about things that are really funny, really quick, one more thing that just I thought was so funny was Gain. He was so funny to me. So, he was basically. Yeah. If you guys have ever watched Futurama, mm-hmm. to me he was Zap Franigan.
1: Oh. oh my God!
0: <laughs> like sitting there on like the the heart shaped bed with Leela, being like, "You want some champagne?" <laughs>
2: oh my god <laughs> that's, that's what he
0: like that was his whole vibe but he was also like definitely kind of a pimp yeah he oh, was he's very charismatic a... leader-y yeah he was very just like I'm in this thing because like you guys mentioned like he was like a cult leader for the wrong reasons like n- what would you so call it, it like Nexum. Nexium. Nexium yeah
1: he feels like really Nexium. Keith raniere
0: yeah. It's like I'm definitely in it for like the young girls and sex with them. Oh yeah.
1: Somewhere in Middle America there's a family trying to get the police to investigate where their daughter went. And yeah. because of this shit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And their daughter is Star. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, she there took is a skating outfit nice corn-fed star came from a corn-fed family in yeah. Kansas <laughs> yeah. that has been desperately looking for her. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, we can laugh about the aesthetic, the way it fits into the aesthetic in the movie, but like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Right? Also,
3: did y'all notice when he sits down with um, Elaine and what is her friend's name? She looks... Barbara? Barbara? Is it Barbara?
1: Yeah, the woman she got the apartment from, right?
3: I think so. She's yeah, very Barbara. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. In the well, cabin, very beautiful. I didn't really narrow it down. Yeah, <laughs> when they're in the bar, in the yeah. and they're doing the burlesque, and then the wizard pimp sits down next to them, mm-hmm. and he, they're we can call him like, the us okay, the <laughs> that sounds good." Um, they he picks up one of their goblets to cheers them, and then they have to share. I saw when, that too. Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: Up until that point, Mary Kay, I thought that was Barbara's goblet and that was Elaine's, and then this shithead just took it.
2: Yeah. I think he did.
0: (laughs) I think you're right. Yet
2: another colonizer.
1: I mean... (laughs)
0: Another example of how this film is so finely tuned. Yeah. In its own, as you said, aesthetic.
1: You certainly... Everything that you see in that film... It's it, everything is methodical and it's done with purpose. Like I don't think there's anything left to oh, I, that doesn't seem you know well, what I mean like everything is know, done. When you know you think
2: it. about shooting on film, this is I, I'm not going to get super technical with it, but with digital, you know, you can just be like, do it again, do it again, do it, right. it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. You know, mm-hmm. like until you get the one you want. With film, you can physically run out. Yeah. And then it costs money to get more. Mm-hmm. You can't just like dump it onto a different hard drive and keep going. And that's how she shot this was on film. No. Her previous movie, Viva, she did, she didn't just do on film, she cut it on flatbeds. So, like, old timey, like, marking an X on the physical film.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she
2: knows where to cut it. Yeah. Physically cut it, then, like, taping it together, seeing if it worked. If it didn't work, putting it back together and recut it. Like, and she, she did, she was like, I, I, it was an incredible experience, blah, blah. I'm never doing that again.
1: I, Wow. but even this yeah.
2: movie making it on film shooting it on film first of all you have to be that careful on set like it has to work yeah because you can't you don't have any, yeah for sure like, wiggle room you, you gotta, yeah. but also like she she worked with all the same people that she would worked with on viva because she couldn't like all the same like technicians film technicians because nobody knows how to do the stuff she was doing right
1: God, it's can, just yeah, it's, it's it's gone process. so
2: far the wayside that unless you've got major major money yeah like if you're on a studio film doing this big name director you sure. what's you can afford haven't done this in a decade you know right mm-hmm. but yeah it's but it it makes for this beautiful beautiful thing i mean just
1: it looks great it, I like just it, could
2: not get over how sexy like the quality of the image was Mm -hmm. not just what she set up in each shot but yeah it has to be like you said like finely tuned rachel like it has to be like that that careful every time because you can't fix it to your point
3: um and to what rachel said earlier about like i had to check to make sure i was watching the right movie because i was like well did this come out in 2018 because it, it does look really authentically mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. Um, yes. Not just from the way they're dressed and the way they speak and the, how stylized it exactly. is. But, but also because of the actual quality of the...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she worked with a cinematographer who knew how to recreate that hard lighting look that was common. So good. Of yeah. the 60s and 70s. Like, just really... Like, she is a she's a major, major fan of... of older movies like if you like look at anything she's written if you hear her talk about her influences like going back into the 30s like that's wow. that's the that's the stuff she grew up that on hard loves. lighting
1: shot that really got me was when it's towards the end when griff is in her apartment questioning her and they're by the mr or mr science or what mr wizard uh chemist table and she turns mm-hmm. around to, to to speak to him and it's lit so well it just it's really 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 mm-hmm.
2: beautiful Yeah, yeah, and you you have these, like, sharp edges. It's like, so she's softened when you see her in some, like, in the kaleidoscope, Mm -hmm. right? Like, when you see her altered. But, like, their actual, like, day-to-day life shots, like, are very crisp. Mm -hmm. This is not the, like, Vaseline on the lens. Yeah. Mm -mm. Diffused, like, my light is bounced from everywhere look. Well, I know we were, you know clean Doofing light and shadows.
1: Bit. Yeah, and I think it's a compliment to her and you know like everybody that when you see something like a a, a cell phone or a BMW it sticks out because everything else has been so well done. So it's it's mm-hmm. you know it's a compliment right. to them. Yeah.
2: No, it's this is this is a <clears throat> even if you watched this and you were like I have no idea what happened and I don't care. It is a technical. Oh, masterpiece, for sure. Especially yeah. when you consider yes. that she did almost all of this. Like yeah. she did so much of this just herself. Like this took Wow! years she built a lot of the she built a lot of the set pieces she built a lot of the decor she built a lot of the costumes like she she did this
0: and even like one of the things I was very impressed by was so whenever they like did like a transition it would I don't know how to describe it for people listening where the the light kind of goes it kind of collapses in on itself it like Mm -hmm. does that it felt like a
1: commercial break
0: I think like my light is kind of doing it with you. It is doing
1: it. Yeah, there
0: it is. is. (laughs) For for listeners, it's like in old movies when in a transitioning scene, instead of it just cutting to something, the light from all edges of the screen go into the center, and then as it happens, the quality of light is really distorted as it happens, and they did how. How do you recreate that on purpose? You well, you
2: there are plenty of I mean, I could have done that in my, like my four minute student film. Yeah. But as far as making that happen on So to the best of my understanding, this was shot on film then made digital, like then like transferred. Mm-hmm. So that this process was a little bit different than the one that she had that I was describing with the like making marks on the frickin' physical film which i just i can't i can't believe anyone ever made movies that way it's the That's most impressive insane. thing in the world to me like the the level of dedication that
1: takes i used to make records like that too
2: i know we used mm. to make mixtapes kind of like that let's be real
1: i mean yeah you're yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yeah you're not mm. wrong it was like damn it i messed it up i'll wait till the next time this comes on the radio I again the same shit yeah and just be ready enough yep this time, hoping so like, they would announce right.
1: what was coming up in the in the next the fifteen minute rock block or whatever it is.
2: And getting pretty fly for a white guy onto a mixtape was impossible because you'd always miss the like, give it to
0: me, baby, uh-huh. and that's and the you're best. Like, no, right. <laughs> exactly you're like yeah. that's uh. Well, um, before we start wrapping it up, do, are there any other like last thoughts? Yeah, or I want to th- talk about
3: witch bottles. Yeah, please. Okay. Um, what the fuck?
2: (laughs) Apparently, I was making witch bottles all the time as a kid when we went on road trips. Just peeing into bottles, like, ready to go.
1: So what makes it a witch bottle? Because they were holding two different glass bottles, describing them as witch bottles. So is it just glass bottles in general, or does there have to be urine in it?
0: No, I think that (laughs) kind of comes down to, like... It has to be official, and it
2: has to be urine.
0: I think that, like, it... The contents depends on your lining as a witch. That's what I got from the film. Like either you're in like you're a white witch or you're practicing in black magic. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: I think also I think even one one witch can make different bottles for different things. Like she made some that Mm. were like for selling to other humans for their things. And then that one, because she was going to like store a part of herself with him needed like bits of her so it was pee and her used tampon
0: right I felt like which bottle was more (laughs) (laughs) was more of like the practice like you can get a journal and there's so many different kinds of journals and different purposes but at the end of the day you call it a journal
3: okay Hmm. fair enough interesting
1: I I like that Rachel that's really good like a spiral uh, notebook and a moleskin
3: yeah yeah, <laughs> right? Like a yeah,
1: like a shitty spiral notebook and then a great Moleskine. Yeah, that's yeah.
3: I want to tell y'all about I can't even remember what podcast I was listening to when I heard this, but they found a witch bottle on the Antiques Roadshow.
1: Mhm.
3: What I I know. Okay, first of all, let's talk about how the Antiques Roadshow is basically treasure hunting. <laughs> it is so fun and i used to when i was a child watch this with my mom and be like this painting is so ugly i bet it's worth five million dollars like it's always the ugly gross shit that is worth so much money (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's true my mom found like this pewter little figurine and it was like a bird waiting to be fed but it was like it was disgusting looking. She bought it at Goodwill for $2 and sold it for 200
1: That's amazing. It's the lottery. The, you can't win without playing.
3: I mean, yeah, she loves junkin' too. And we used to watch that shit for hours. And then the witch bottle came up. Can you imagine how fucking disappointed you would be if you went on the Antiques Roadshow with a witch <laughs> bottle? And someone was like, um, so in this bottle is actually a used tampon. I know you didn't know what this was because men have never seen them before. It's weird
1: because it's clear and you can clearly see it that you didn't know what it was.
3: (laughs) It's treasure.
1: (laughs) So it's not like, it's not worth like 200 bucks?
2: She put rosemary in there, so it's fine. So it probably smells like a Christmassy blood capsule.
1: (laughs) I was just, I was like, why are you leaving all this evidence with Wayne. Like That's
3: you're
0: all your DNA in that tampon. You're you love clothes DNA?
2: <laughs> so much DNA.
0: But also like okay, okay. Also the audacity. The audacity to put her used tampon. Shameless. Like just truly shameless.
1: Have you guys ever heard of Danita Sparks? No. She, uh, I don't know if the band's still together, but I, I'm, the band was called, uh, I think, L7, and they were at a festival, and I think they were throwing, like, mud, or, like, kind of like that Green Day thing that happened at that awful Woodstock thing years ago. Mm-hmm. So they're throwing things, or, like, something wasn't going right, or, like, people were saying things to her, or, or whatever, but whatever transpired caused her to remove her tampon mid-set and gun it out into the crowd. And they went nuts. <laughs> I think mean, that's pretty metal. That's the most metal
0: thing I've ever heard in my life. That was the best thing you could have ever said, Adam.
1: I I do. I think that's, I mean. That was pretty
0: metal. That was pretty metal.
2: (laughs) It's pretty cool. (laughs) I just didn't understand why she didn't bury it with him. She was like, it's going to be with you forever. I was like, bitch, he's six feet down.
1: And then she just left it there. She left it on top of their clothes. And she just
2: said, I'm the person who puts rainbows in all their clothes. They're going to find
1: you.
0: Also, how did
2: you use that much lighter fluid and do such a bad job of burning your coat? (laughs) Right. Right? Right? Yes, it's still a It was like
0: lighter
3: fluid Who? Yeah. Were y'all expecting his cabin to be that nice? No. I was like, I thought it was going to be a horror movie cabin and this is like my grandkids are coming over later. (laughs) (laughs) It's so nice.
2: He's a grown man, college professor. I don't know.
1: That was like a, was That like wasn't a cabin. Totally that retired. was like a full-grown home.
2: That
3: was a house. Yeah, a house, home. Yeah. Where the hell so is he second teaching? Second home. I love how she
2: was like, I can. Just, she was like, I'm talented that way. I was like, bitch, you googled him. <laughs> we know you have a cell phone. It is the year of our Lord,
0: 2016. Yeah. Is it safe to say that everyone? enjoy this film. Oh, yeah. That seems to,
2: oh, yeah. Seems to be I'd recommend consensus. it to anyone. Hold Please watch it. It's great. Ridiculously good fun.
0: So, um, I thought it might be fun because of the, the ode to like the 60s, 70s era this film plays. That um, if you wanted to, to kind of just name like or call back to your favorite moment or like one of the your favorite things about this film that was so cliche of those movies. So like, for example, I'll go first. Um, if it wasn't like the zooming in on the eyes constantly, mm-hmm. it was like the stiffness that the actors would have with themselves. Like her first conversation with Trish, especially on the stairs. So awkward. Yeah. so
3: incredibly awkward i <laughs> um i don't know if this is a a 60s or 70s kind of trope but we were talking earlier about this being like sexy for women and when they showed that house on the top of the hill i moaned aloud it is <laughs> as it is you should that beautiful gothic revival Mm -hmm. is that
2: not just the house from 10 things i hate about you
1: i thought it was the house from charmed is that is it the house from charmed
2: i adore it
1: it's a great house
3: whichever it is um but definitely when they go in the apartment and she's like, it's a little bit garish and they made all of these occult paintings yeah. for me to hang up and they walk in there and it really is just blindingly bright.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just
3: boobs everywhere. And it just I was like, Oh, yep. We, you you did that.
1: They wanted me to hang these <laughs> up. Right. Do it yourself. I'm the landlord.
3: I think that might have been my favorite, though, when it's like this gothic revival and then it is just mm. bananas inside. It's mm. just inside of a lava lamp.
1: I think, like... <laughs> yes, yes. This whole movie
0: was the inside of a lava lamp. <laughs> like, what is up, what is up, what is down?
1: It explains the kaleidoscope. It uh... does. Yeah. Are you guys watching
2: WandaVision? Not yet. Not yet. It's great. Wait, been... Are we watching I've been one? wanting to mainline it, so I haven't yet. Um, WandaVision is a is the it's a new Marvel TV show. So Mary Kay is not a superheroes person. It just doesn't doesn't resonate. Oh, with it,
1: her, it's a yeah, it's a Marvel TV yeah, show. Yeah,
3: but I I am definitely the outlier here with that though. Uh, well,
1: it, the only reason I brought it up is what they're doing is they're doing different genres yeah. of TV in this show. Yeah, so, I know. So I'm it's so really really about cool. It. It's, yeah, it's it's great. It's really good. I think that's the thing with this one, Rachel. That sticks out to me the most is those is the costumes. It's the set pieces. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all of that because those time periods, like the fifties and the sixties, seventies, eighties, even the eighties, they don't feel real to me. Like it doesn't seem like those things yes. actually happened or like that yes. was ever a thing. So to see that is it. It takes me, it transports me to that time, I guess. Like, that don't, it doesn't seem obtainable because it's not. It's, you know, we can't, at least I can't time travel. But, yeah, they don't seem real to me. So anytime I see that, I I think I identify with those things a little bit more because I want to be there. So, yeah. yeah.
2: For me, uh, so one of the, like, the first film class I ever took, the professor really impressed upon us, the importance of cutting on action and how... Like to audiences, that's what makes something feel really seamless. So like Mm -hmm. in this shot, I'm reaching, and when we cut, my hand is in the same place, but you're seeing it from a different angle doing the thing, right? But it's on the action. It's not like I reached, and then cut, and like I've already reached, I'm grabbing, like I'm already there. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, and obviously, when you are shooting on film, and you have to physically cut physical, like that's, it's harder to really like nail it's that insane. and this movie there was th- that moment in the bar where she like in between her standing up and saying first of all she like slowly like stands up pushes in her stool and turns around and says how dare you like i amazing but With the Griff sequence the end, that yeah. leads from that moment to her being pinned on the ground there are so many moments where like You're not just not cutting on action, it's like disjointed. You're like they're like, rah you turn and she's just like standing it looks like she's just standing still watching them come to her. And then it looks like Griff is just standing still watching them attack her, and then he's like, I guess I should get up and hit them. Like but there's so many of these like little halted moments. And I was like, That's incredible because it didn't have to like this is a stylistic choice to make sure that it looks, that, that it retains that weird pacing that this moment would be likely to have. Yeah. yeah.
1: This film has some of the most audibly pleasing, but physically damaging punches that I've seen in movies, in a movie in a very long time. <laughs> when he punches those two guys, then like there it explodes.
2: The punch that really got me was the one that was seven inches from the guy's face, where he went like this. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was out here. I think it was, it was yeah. like Griff. When Griff yeah. hits, hits the guy in the office, and I was like, first of all, sir, don't punch people in your workplace. Secondly, you yeah. didn't punch him. I have eyeballs.
0: Also, third of all, fragile masculinity. The guy only accused you of possibly being in love. And your response... <laughs> For real... He woke up in that moment and chose violence. He actually, like, snapped and did that whole
2: Megara number from Hercules, the animated Disney movie.
1: <laughs> he also equates having violence done to you as a result of being in love when he says he's seen people, police officers, been they've been shot because they fell in love.
0: Right.
2: So he's equating so physical violence. I forgot. That's another right. thing that Biller talks about is that like that is like women fear men being violent, like just as a result of basically any feeling, exactly. and that for mm. men, women's violence is love. Yeah. Either mm. because of the vulnerability it can cause in them if they reciprocate, or because of the um the volatility it can create in a woman if she loves you that passionately specifically like you look at these stories about like what a woman in love like medea right what a woman in love can do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's dangerous that's scary like a woman in love is very very scary and Mm -hmm. and i kind of like that i mean like really this this story kind of ends up with we start with with elaine trying to personify this feminine ideal so that she can land her man but as a feminine ideal she keeps landing men that suck Mm. yeah like she she is because she is chasing what she wants even though she may seem surface feminine because she is proactive and she is aggressive she's actually attracting men who who balance that right she keeps saying there's no polarity there's no polarity like he's not a man he's not a man not a real man when she meets a real man he's like okay maybe the maybe the the creepy sexy is working on me but I'm going to choose not to engage anyway. And that basically just undoes them completely. Both of them. Like she, he ends up dead and she ends up,
1: well, he's the only one she physically kills Brokenhearted. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that turn was rather like, <clears throat> I, I was not expecting that the first time I'd seen it. I was like, that's,
2: happy horrible. Valentine's day. <laughs> yeah. Happy
1: Valentine's day guys. If you're in love, um, you're probably going to get shot in the streets. And uh, and if you, you know,
2: won't fall in love, then you're going to get stabbed to death. Yeah. And if you do fall in love, you're going to become a murderer.
1: So it's complicated. You know what I mean? So maybe go back to that book we were talking about earlier, Mary Kay. And maybe we <laughs> can start there. Time to write your there. novel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> get a pet. Yeah. Get a <laughs> Yeah.
1: When PlayStations come back, buy one of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, so, everybody, we are so happy to have had Adam here. This was what so fun. What a great night. I, thank thank you. sure.
3: Will you and tell us the best place to find you and follow you? Please. And we'll link to it as well so sure. our listeners can get to you. Yeah, all
1: my Neighbors Are Dead stuff, uh, at my Neighbors Are Dead on Instagram, I think at my Dead, at my dead Neighbors on Twitter, and then I'm just at, at Adam Peacock on Instagram. I'm I'm not great at it, but I'm there.
0: (laughs) Can't wait. So then, Mary, tell us what's up next.
2: Ladies, we're finally going to spend some more time with Dwayne Jones. Mm. Woo! Up next, we are talking about Ganja and Hess from 1973, written and directed by Bill Gunn. I've been looking forward to talking about this one for like a year or several. I'm super excited about it. as of today it's viewable on shutter if that changes we'll take to social media to let you guys know but uh yeah as of today viewable on shutter and uh it's a classic it is excellent black horror it is vampires it's a love story what more could you want
1: hell yeah
3: i'm excited (laughs) Yeah, love it Thank you. And thank you again, Adam. This was so Guys, much this fun. was so fun. This thank you was
1: for so having much me. Fun thank having you. you. Thank you, thank you. This was
0: You had such great insight. We love it. Oh,
1: well, this we was a, an absolute delight. I thank you so much for for having me. Our
0: pleasure. Yay. Go watch the love Witch. <laughs> love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. Bye, listeners.
3: 하! <목소리로> Hi, my name is Lauren Ash. You may know me from starring in TV shows like Superstore or She-Ra or Scare Tactics. And
1: I'm her sister, Christy Oxborough, semi-professional researcher and
3: fully certified internet sleuth. And together, we are the hosts of True Crime and Cocktails, your new favorite true crime deep dive podcast. In season one of our show, we extensively researched all of the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries episodes. And beginning in January 2021, season two will be a famous fatalities edition. From mysterious celebrity deaths to famous unsolved
1: cases, We'll be bringing you more boozy true crime combos.
3: So put on your PJs, pour yourself a drink, and join our true crime slumber party. New episodes of True Crime and Cocktails drop every Tuesday. Campfire.